2: From MPB Think Radio, this is Deep South Dining, the show all about the culture of Southern flavor and those that love to stir the pot. Hi, I'm Java Chapman here with Carol Palmer and our good friend of the show, Chef Enrica Williams. And today we will be your guides through Mississippi's vast and wonderful food landscape. May is National Barbecue Month, so today we're going to explore the diverse range of barbecue styles found in our state and discover some great spots to indulge. <laughs> Additionally, We will share tips on how to be a little bit more resourceful in the kitchen, saving both money and time while preparing meals. And to further enhance our culinary experience this morning, we will delve into the fresh and vibrant flavors of spring and open the floor to any other topics you may have on your mind. And Carol, I can think of no better way to open up a Monday.
3: Then Little Milton. There we go. Rich I really I really appreciate it, uh, Java, because you know how much I love Little Milton. And as you were walking down the hall, I said, please play us some good music. And,
2: <laughs> and that's you know, one of your favorites. So I had, to, I had to pull it out for you. I had to pull it, it, is, it out for you. It is. And
3: I just still uh, just grieve that Little Milton died, I mean, just right as the blues renaissance mm. yeah. about 15 years ago. I mean, he was... Um, You know, I guess I heard him on a panel uh, at Ole Miss. It was a blues symposium, and he talked about Little Milton in the third person. (laughs) And he would say, I mean, because he was, you know, his own person, he said, well, you know, when Little Milton plays, Little Milton gets dressed up and wears purple. And um, anyway, he was was quite a guy, quite a musician, and everybody should go dig up some Little Milton on – your favorite streaming app.
2: There you go. But we're like here that. to talk
3: about cooking.
2: We are, and we have one of our good friends this morning, uh, Enrica Williams, is with us today. Good morning. Good morning. We appreciate you for always being at the ready. Malcolm White, he's out this morning doing something fun and fabulous. <laughs> well,
3: indeed he is. He uh, he is on the board of the Walter Anderson Museum in Ocean Springs, mm-hmm. and you know Walter Anderson the artist is was is a Mississippi treasure and their board is lucky to have Malcolm White join them and and as he is such a good board member and serious about the culture of Mississippi he is at board orientation today
2: there we go so
3: so he's not just goofing around. <laughs> he's probably gonna have some good food. <laughs> yeah, down there's there. gonna be some. There's gonna be some good food involved. But it's always a happy day when Enrique is here in the studio. Oh,
2: yeah. Let's catch up with Enrique real quick. Enrique, how, how have things been going? What's been going on in your in your world? You you stay pretty busy in and I, outside I, the I kitchen.
4: I do. I stay um, productive. Uh, I like to say, because busy can be, you know, um, nonsense. It can
3: be frenetic, and it makes people think you're tired.
4: Yes, it does. Um, But I've been, you know, playing with food for a living, as I do. And also, I've been writing and talking and speaking a lot more about food rather than me just... um, cooking. I'm still cooking for sure. But I'm just talking more about um process and why I do what I do and just expressing the other side of being a chef instead of just with my hands.
3: Okay, well then speak to me. So when you're <laughs> you're asked to speak to a group, mm-hmm. what are you likely to you know, to talk about? I know you've got many different groups, yeah. but just
4: Pick one and kind of give it to me. So I actually had the pleasure of um, speaking to a group of women and young girls, um, the Ladybugs Club here in Jackson, Mississippi. Um, I was at the Medgar Evers Library, and they had an amazing panel of women who are in very unique um, businesses, and they wanted the young ladies and women to see that there were other options Um, For entrepreneurship or actually just other career goals besides, um, you know, what's typically in front of them. So I was able just to kind of speak um, in a more intimate, personal level like me, myself and my experience as that. Because most of the time when I'm speaking, it's like industry talk and it's a lot of, you know, um, with my peers. So it was really good to be able to talk mostly to the women because um, it was more women than young women in the, it was like moms and aunts in the audience. So I felt like it was a different um, way to try to share a part of who I am, not only as a chef and a creative, but just as a person.
3: Yeah. Well, some of the most creative cooking in the whole world goes on behind the doors of mm-hmm. the home, and I'm sure a mm-hmm. lot of the women who you were speaking with are very accomplished cooks themselves and, you know, I think you you probably raised their consciousness about the importance of what they do.
4: Right. And it was also just to be in the company of other women who are at the helm of their careers. And, you know, we were talking more about balance, if there is such a thing um, as an entrepreneur and a creative (laughs) There's not. uh, Yeah. You know, it sounds so... It sounds so great, but you know, in reality when you're in it and if it's your passion, there the balance is you are doing something that is so innately you every day that there isn't time or space to say, "Oh, I need to take a break from that" because it's just so much a part of who you are. You know, like I always say, I go to bed with it and I get up in the morning with it. Like there isn't like, let me take that chef hat off today yeah. cuz my mind is still you know, coming up with ideas, it's still thinking and processing things that I've seen. How can I incorporate that into my work? So so it was fun just to kind of talk on a more personal level about self-care and balance and life um, outside of being an entrepreneur. So what are you cooking? Oh, man, I am, I am really—so my mom got me this— um, this air fryer, and I know, I know, oh, I, know oh, I know. Oh my gosh. Uh-oh. I know.
2: Well, but you I use it. it we as,
3: have
4: been wondering. I mean, we have been
2: talking favorite about topics that we know nothing about. Air fryers. About. <laughs> so I use
4: it primarily to dehydrate. So you know, Whole Foods has all of. Well, I mean, it's, it's exotic. As it can be in Jackson, but I always get like citrus Mm -hmm. and I like to like shave it and dehydrate it. And so I am so fascinated right now with um, the idea of spice blends, but trying to elaborate on the infamous um, lemon pepper. So I'm using different peppercorns, different citrus blends to make my own um, rendition of a. Of a lemon pepper. Seasoning. So, you're trying to enhance the lemon pepper? No, so, okay, so like instead of using lemon, I'm maybe using like a, a sumo orange and I'm dehydrating it and grinding it up and I'm using it with pink peppercorns. Okay. Um, and then I'll put some other things in it, but I'm just so, I don't know what this fascination with dehydration is has been now, thanks to this air fryer. But that's all I use it for is well, to dehydrate. D-
3: yeah, we've been fascinated with it, and we've, like, called people and asked. And then I offered to be the guinea pig and go get one. So I went to Walmart in Vicksburg, mm-hmm. and there were, like, 20 air fryers. Just over, <laughs> and I just uh-huh. got so confused. Yes. I never did it, but— yeah, I want to try it. I don't have a lot of room in my kitchen to put one, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but I'm seeing, uh, especially on our cooking and coping Facebook page, you know, some really interesting things people are doing. So now that you have one, that totally legitimizes it for me. Because
4: <laughs> I was not, i you know, I was like, I am not with this air fryer nonsense. And then my mom brought it home, and she's like. It dehydrates. It does all of these things. And so I was like, hmm, because I've been wanting to get a dehydrator, but I don't want to, like, have all these things on my counter yeah, you know, the so big it, trays. And yeah, all that. so it's so, but it's really, it's really nice, it, and it's a pretty sizable one, but it's not so large that it takes up all your counter space. But I could dehydrate yeah. a good bit of citrus.
3: Well, I want to challenge you to bring us uh, some lemon pepper I, next time because yes, I would like to. Yeah, to me, the the commercial lemon pepper has like a metallic. It
4: does like taste a, to like it. a chemical yeah, taste to it, yeah. and so I've been because and then the other part of it too is just like. Like, spice blends are just becoming just astronomically expensive. And you look at the ingredients, and the main ingredient is, like, either salt or sugar. And so you're like, okay, what am I paying for if this is supposed to be a premium spice blend? You the pretty know? glass bottle. <laughs> the pretty glass bottle was primarily sugar in it. So this is this is the kid that used to read labels like I read the cereal box, <laughs> I read everything, all of the ingredients on everything in the kitchen, and I was just always fascinated about why and what goes into this thing. So, so yeah, that's the. Well, you the- know, spice spice plants are.
3: Yeah, a really hot topic of yeah. conversation in the food world right now, and they're being pushed down from the chefs' kitchens mm-hmm. to our our home kitchens. Mm-hmm. And I have been making spice blends from Vish Bot's cookbook. Mm-hmm. I am from here. Mm-hmm. You know, Vish mm-hmm. is the executive chef at Snack Bar and, and winner Oxford. of the yeah. James Beard Award for Best Chef yeah. South. But he, you know, blends his Indian heritage with mm-hmm. his Southern heritage mm-hmm. and his travel. So I'm, I kind of have a, a, like right now, have a jar of a Moroccan spice mm-hmm. blend mm-hmm. that that he does. And I order my spices Online, probably from some of the same places the you do. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I, I've noticed, and I don't order them in the size you do, but uh, this is – Penzi's has gone from uh-huh. glass mm-hmm. to packets. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I really – yeah, at first I thought, eh, you know, it's not going to go well in my in my cabinet. But they're trying to be responsible and not use so much glass. and yeah. I'm, I'm getting used to yeah used to the packets to make my
4: blends. So I use so, you know, um whenever I travel and especially when I go to Austin, I always go to Central Market and I smuggle
3: Chili bo- peppers.
4: <laughs> Listen.
2: You gonna have the people looking for you now. <laughs> they have
4: they have like the the just the chili powder. There's like twelve uh, right. different kinds. And they'll They'll show you, they'll say, oh, they'll have a name for it. Yeah. I've never heard of it. And so I was like, I have to get this. So I'll get eight of those, and then they'll have paprika, and then they'll have seven of those. I was like, I have to get these things vanilla powder with black pepper, you know, just all of these. That's it. And so I just put it in my suitcase check the bag and, and hope for the best hope for the best but it's cuz i can't carry it on obviously tsa i don't carry spices in my bag on the plane i just check them under they the plane you
3: could think you were doing something i with had that those to spices. happen
4: in new york and they and it was this beautiful curry blend that i got oh my god from this um there's a spice shop in New York that I always go to. It's like a Mediterranean. It's an old brand, but they have beautiful spices. And I did not check it. And they were like, so what is, what is this? And I was like, Oh, you know, it's a curry. And I'm explaining. Now I have like, you know, journals and cookbooks in my carry on bag. So one would you know, think that you're a that legitimate you are able to tell person. That I'm, you know, I. You're not a drug dealer, right? And why would I deal curry? Like, I mean, why would I? Why? <laughs> I
2: don't there, know. You could be there, the cur- lots. Of, you could be the a curry dealer of, here in Mississippi. <laughs>
4: <laughs> <laughs> There's lots more weight I would move rather than curry spice, uh, truly. But yeah, so it's it's always been a it's always been a thing. Whenever I travel, I always get like stuff, and I try to bring it back. Well, it's it's really scary from um, foreign
3: countries. Java and Malcolm made a lot of fun of me because I brought five pounds of sauerkraut back from Vienna. Absolutely. You know? And and when I went to Oaxaca, Oaxaca Mexico <laughs> to cooking school, you know, the great chef Rick Bayless. Yeah, did you uh, get he, chocolate? He, oh, chocolate mole. But he he had, at the time, would take chefs I'm not a chef, but I worked with Viking Range, and we mm-hmm. co-sponsored mm-hmm. these trips for chefs to go down to Oaxaca and really learn the basics of the cuisine, which are peppers. And yeah. you would go to markets, and I'm not exaggerating, there would be 50 peppers. There yeah. would be yeah. stalls like two whole rows. Yeah. And so before we went, Rick Bayless... Wrote everybody and said, "Please bring large Ziploc bags." Because he knew what he was, knew, yeah. And so we had suitcases full of peppers. That's, coming my, kind in. Of, that's yeah. my
4: kind of trip. Yeah, yeah that's, coming in, yeah. coming
3: in from Mexico. But um, <laughs> moving on to other cooking, my cooking has not been as spicy this week, mm. but
4: I think you would like it. What's what is what's been your cooking this week?
3: Oh, we we were gifted fresh pompano. Mm-hmm. from from the Gulf Florida Pompano, goodness, okay. and it was swimming that evening and on our table the next day, goodness. and there's just nothing is delicious how did to, you make I did it i I did it, I like to do it whole, yes, and you know, I learned this working in Greenwood, Mississippi, which mm-hmm. people call the Pompano capital of the world, which mm. is really weird. Mm. But the restaurant Lusco's, it is no longer open. It okay. yeah, opened in the 30s. in mm-hmm. Gardenia's, these uh, Delta Italian restaurants serve in mm-hmm. Gardenia, still Dove whole Pompano. And how it got there was a cotton broker, Mr. Gregory, tasted the Pompano in New Orleans mm-hmm. and brought it up on the train to Greenwood. Maybe this was thirties or forties. Mm-hmm. And so I was eating, I ate a lot of Pompano when I, when I was there. Mm-hmm. But uh, this came from the area right around Navarre. And I just did this, the simplest thing you can do. I rubbed it with oil. Yep. I, well, I gutted it, yeah. uh, filled the cavity, rub, rubbed it with oil, salt mm-hmm. and pepper, put some dill, some lemon slices, mm-hmm. and, you know, baked it at 400 for about 15, 15, 18 Simple minutes, and, and it was just just perfect. Mm-hmm. And uh, I have a beautiful picture I'll show. I'm going to post it okay. today on cooking and coping. But there's just nothing for me like fresh fish.
4: Yes, sometimes for me. I think from childhood when my uh, daddy and my granddaddy would go fishing and they would get like bass and catfish, I don't like the taste of, like, super fresh that fish.
3: Yeah, but, but how about brim and crappie? No? Well, I can tell you the pompano <laughs> was a big break from the but from do, the brim at my yeah, house. But I
4: like, but I like fresh fish. I know, I know, I know. You but like ocean fish. I do, because it was just something so—I I haven't had it, but if I smell it, it— Takes me back to my childhood, and then like my daddy would go fishing for the day, bring it home. My mama would clean it, and then she would fry it, and we would eat it. And it was just like it just it tastes like it's still swimming. In
2: I'm so you, I surprised. Know, I know what you mean. It's a, a kind of kind of woody, it, yeah, outdoorsy it, taste. Yes,
4: it's just <laughs> the just the tinge of that. But I appreciate the resourcefulness. Oh my
0: people
4: <laughs> going fishing. Well, for a lot Brian.
0: of people,
3: fishing, it, it was a way of sustaining their families and and still is. And um, have you had buffalo
4: fish? No, but my but grandfather. But that is a fish of your people. My grandfather and my grandma. My mama told me loved buffalo. She said it had lots of bones, and it's more of a um, I'm not gonna say tough, but she was like your granddaddy loved buffalo. I've never had it. If I did, it wasn't on purpose. So I'm, well,
3: I, I had it when I was hanging out in in Indianola at, uh-huh. at Club Ebony BB King's yeah club, and on Sunday nights they would have buffalo fish, fried buffalo fish. That must
4: be a regional thing, because like up in the prairie, because that was something that I heard about buffalo, but I never had it. I was more like whiting and perch.
2: You're listening to MPB Think Radio. I'm here with Carol Palmer and good friend of the show, Chef Enrico Williams. And uh, ladies, May is Barbecue Month. Mm. National Indeed it Barbecue is. Month. And you know, Mississippi, we don't have in Official style, let's say, like, mm-hmm. you know, Memphis or Kansas City. But okay, I like nice. our style because mm-hmm. it's a it's a blend of all of those styles out there. And um, where do you guys like to get your barbecue from? Do y'all have a favorite barbecue place? Uh, Which, Enrique, you don't want to... <laughs>
3: Yeah, Enri- Enrica doesn't want, yes, she she want to get... Yes, yes, she, she doesn't want to insult. Want yeah, she doesn't want to play <laughs> uh, favorites.
2: It's okay. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
3: Living out, out in the country right now, I'm near Edwards, and I love Lee's Heavenly Barbecue. Mm, okay, okay. That's where I get my soul food to mm. Java, the smothered pork chops we've been talking yeah, about. Yeah, we've been talking
2: about those, and yeah. Cat,
3: and Catfish Friday, but I love um, love their barbecue. And... You know, I grew up in Northeast Jackson near the Hickory Pit, and I have had a lot of good pig Mm. at the Hickory Pit.
2: Nice, nice. I'm partial to um, Eddie Wright. I know Eddie Wright's are. barbecue because when he pull up the, with the white trailer, yep. I'm like, "Hey, yeah. let's 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 go." What you what you, what do you have? Yeah. For now, it. see, Enrica Briscuit. won't open
3: her mouth, but Briscuit. she's sitting there just yeah, 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 brisket, brisket. But um, yeah. you know, uh, this is Memphis in May, which is one of the that largest is
2: that is correct
3: barbecue contr- uh, that's right. <laughs> I say contributions a uh, contest <laughs> in in the country and you know one of the most prestigious and I'm not going this year, but I've been many times, and boy, is that big fun. So if anybody is around the Memphis area or just make a point, May 17th through 20th is barbecue weekend, and Mm. you will not be disappointed. Mm.
2: Now, I said we have a lot of places around um, Mississippi, and I know we don't want to play favorites. Right, Enrica? Correct. <laughs> but uh, just to give a shout-out to uh, some of the ones that are across the state, you have, like, Pig and Pint here in Jackson. E&L. and um, l Barbecue in Jackson. Uh, the Pig Out Inn in Natchez. Um, you have uh, Little Dewey in Starkville. Now, Little
3: Dewey is interesting because they deep-fry their ribs. mm and Enrica, you're from up there, so mm-hmm. next time you're going through to West, west Point, you've got to yeah. I mean, I couldn't imagine when I first heard that, that you could deep fry a rib and make it any better. It just seemed right. it seemed kind of tragic, but they yes. are delicious.
2: Okay, and now I'll take your word for that, if you say they are delicious. And uh, if you ever been to the shed in Ocean Springs, it's more than barbecue. It's an experience. Mm. It's like just a real funky, cool place. Um, it started off literally as like a dumpster dive. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you have to look it up. I'm, we'll just... I'm
4: I am. i am making my notes.
2: <laughs> now let's go to the um go to the phone. We have a phone call this morning from our good friend Jesse um in mobile wants to join the conversation. Good morning Jesse.
1: Hey how's it going?
3: You guys have a good weekend? Oh yeah. Indeed we
1: did. Yeah. The fish my mom loved was buffalo. Mm. Yep, because it was flaky, but she always said it had a ton of bones. Yeah, and watching her eat it one day, I was like, "You really must love that, because that is too much work."
3: <laughs> so, they have
1: that many bones in that small of an area fish?
3: So, where did she get her buffalo fish? Did she fish them herself?
1: No, she wasn't the fisherman in the family. That was my, well, that was her cousin, Augusta. She was the fisherman, and my brother-in-law added to the family. He loved to fish, so those two would go fishing. Otherwise, we had a lady in the community, and we had a freezer full of fish, and if she really wanted some, you'd go over to her house and also get your fresh bait from over there, or you get your frozen fish that was literally fresh-caught-and-frozen in her freezer on the car porch. Mm. So, locally sourced, as it were.
3: So, what do you think, Java? Have you had buffalo fish?
2: I probably have had buffalo fish um, because... I don't know. I just... Basically, eat what people put in front of me. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> so I probably had buffalo fish and did not know it. Um, but the bones, I'm I'm always weary of bones in my in my fish. I like just good fillets, like you know, no 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 bones.
4: <laughs> you don't want to work. You don't, for it. Like you don't like the tail, like the crispy Crunch, tail, crunchy the tail. crunchy tail, like it just shatters.
2: No, no, I do not, Anika. <sighs> no, I do not. <laughs> Have you had it? I don't. I probably have once, but I just—I think I've had bad experiences that's, when I was a kid yeah. with the bones, just and they get caught in your throat and they're sideways, and you just have. That's to why you eat, eat white the white bread. And you have to eat the white bread. Like, come on, this, yeah. this is, should not have to be a thing. <laughs> <laughs>
1: It's like the fire extinguisher in your race car. You have to have the white bread
4: just in case. Yeah. Wrong <laughs> that's right. That's right.
3: <laughs> I like I like that analogy.
4: Thank you, <laughs>
3: Jesse. Jesse, you always have good stuff, and we thank you for calling.
4: Absolutely, thank right, you so much. It. Have a great week. Okay.
2: You too. Oh, it looks like we have Janice from Fulton. Well, Janice is getting or oh, no, there she is. Janice is from Fulton. She is up next. Good morning, Janice.
0: Good morning.
2: What do you have for us today?
0: I was just talking about the barbecue um, around town, and I wanted to say that Barbecue Shine on Camelot Road is my favorite barbecue.
2: Barbecue Shine, okay. What's your favorite? What What do you like to get when you get there?
0: Well, they have a lot of things, and I'm sorry I said uh, Camelot Road, but it's actually Old kitten. But I like the smoked chicken wings that they have, the potato salad, the ribs, um, almost everything that I get from there is good. So yeah. And go before 1 o'clock, and they'll be sold out. <laughs> That's what I'm
2: about to say. Is this the place in inside the the uh, the Exxon?
0: No, it's not inside of a gas station. It's actually like a little standalone place, but it's not nowhere you can go dine in. It's mostly carry-out.
2: Okay, okay. Okay. Right down old Kent. Okay, barbecue shine. I
3: see, and it, it could be dinner tonight for us. <laughs> <laughs> it's really good. I hope you guys try it. Okay, thank you so much. Thank
2: you, Janice. Yeah, thank you, Janice. Now I, I I said that about the barbecue place inside the gas station, but there are so many of those that you know rival rival some of these um, full sit down restaurants. I know, and it <laughs> may,
3: I mean it just makes sense uh, to go get your barbecue and your your fuel at the same time. And you know that started about twenty five years ago mm. around Jackson. Uh, You know, people would put just little barbecue shacks on wheels Mm -hmm. next to a gas station. Mm -hmm. And my father was a big barbecue man, and that's where he got his, you know, barbecued chicken, barbecued ribs, pulled pork. And we went to gas stations all over this community. And, you know, whenever he went to a town – He would roll down the windows because he would always say where there's smoke, there's barbecue, and it would lead him to the barbecue. Mm.
2: That's a nice tip.
3: Yeah, (laughs) a hot tip. (laughs) That's a nice tip.
2: (laughs) tip. (laughs) There has to
3: be smoke. Mm-hmm. Yes,
2: yes. If it's not smoke, it's I don't I don't know what it is. I don't trust it. <laughs> That's true. Now May um is National Barbecue Month, but it's also um, Cinco de Mayo, which is coming up on Friday. Yes, because mm-hmm. today is the first of May. So, um, are you ladies um, particular on your Mexican dishes? <laughs> Go, Miss Unruker
4: funny you should ask. So I actually (laughs) I actually have an event um, that I am catering um, on uh, Cinco de Mayo this year and they requested um, a taco bar. Um, These are for high school students so I didn't want to go too unfamiliar but still trying to kind of like incorporate some freshness and things and trying to like get out of the fast food arena of what we think of like with Mexican food. Because
2: would it hurt your heart if you prepare this nice taco bar, which I know you're going to prepare this nice taco bar and somebody walks up and say, this doesn't taste like Taco Bell.
4: (laughs) You know, so, um, hmm. I would... (laughs) I'm sorry to Taco Bell. I would be flattered if it said it didn't taste like Taco Bell. The chef in me would be flattered to say that it doesn't taste like Taco Bell. But as the students, you know, because I understand like the palate of if that's what you're used to and if that's your point of reference, you know, it's like okay, yeah, this is a little fresher, and you know, I'll try to explain to them like some of the the um. Mm-hmm the source of why taco bell does these things like where it comes from i would try to use it as a teachable moment but the chef and me would be like i'm glad it doesn't taste like taco bell
2: <laughs> <laughs> that was that was the whole idea that's funny <laughs> what about you carol do you um do you do, i know you venture out are you a a, a mexican um you know
3: Indeed I am. I will be squeezing fresh limes for Dale, fresh Calvary. margaritas. I do this Oof. regularly, <laughs> yes. like did it Friday night. I mean, I don't like to go buy a bottle of mix. I like to do it myself. And then I was showing Enrica a picture of a new tortilla press I just got. Hmm. And I was uh, in Arizona last month, and I went to just a little taco tortilla demonstration. Mm-hmm. I'm making your own tortillas. And I have failed miserably before. I just had one of those little, you know, $5 aluminum mm-hmm. tortilla presses, which is fine. Most people mm-hmm. in Mexico, that's what they use, mm-hmm. and they do it well. But this one is square. Mm. It's uh, – th- the chef that was showing me this is what they use in the kitchen and its own little feet, and it's square. It's probably about – Eight or nine inches square with the handle, and they put a piece of plastic yes. wrap uh-huh. that, that got you know on the top uh-huh. on the top and bottom so you yeah. can peel the tortillas off. Mm-hmm. But I ordered the press, and I also got some uh, stone ground blue corn masa, mm-hmm. and so I'm going to do blue tortillas. Not sure what I'm going to put in them yet. Probably some kind of a spicy shrimp Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and that's what we will be having but i love i love you know mexican food
4: i do too i actually i have a i got a cookbook from lemuria um that's called masa and i cannot remember the name of the author but basically what they did was study like masa hominy all of the different types of um preparations to making tortillas, the different kinds of tortillas, the flour, the combinations, the instant varieties, the just all of these um these corn derivatives and it it's such a fascinating history and story behind just the preparation of it. Um the the density, the texture, why you use this one for the like the puffy tacos or for the street mm-hmm. tacos, those sorts of things. Um, I have a, I too have a, a press. Mine is very heavy and it's cast, cast iron. Cast iron, yep. Yeah, and in the plastic that you mentioned, um, there was a lady when I was working in New Orleans. She was a tortilla maker, young woman, and she would just turn these tortillas out like. Nobody's business, and she would use Ziploc bags because they're more durable. Actually, that's what this was too. Yeah. They
3: cut the sides yes. of them. They yes. cut the sides, yes. so they made it a flat, yeah, a flat piece. I'm glad tr- you reminded me of that. Yeah,
4: because I tried the plastic wrap, and it was like sticking and pulling, and and the plastic was squished into the tortilla. And she came and she took scissors, and she showed me how. And then she was just peeling it back, and it was just it was just perfect. But um. Fresh tortillas are they are underappreciated, and they deserve more love and they're than easier what they're
3: than than people think yes, before we go to the phones I wanted to mention this morning on cooking and coping, I was looking at a post from one of our listeners in South Florida, mm-hmm. Charlotte Duck Pelton, mm-hmm. and she had a street corn salad, mhm. With whatever protein, I think it was a, a chicken that she had. And mm-hmm. I know you like Mexican street food, and
4: yes, it loves yeah, this.
3: and the yeah you know, corn is fabulous. But but her street corn salad, I want to recommend to everybody. Mm-hmm. Uh, look it up this morning, or I'm sure you can find a recipe elsewhere. But it just looked like a great accompaniment for a lot of things.
2: Enrica, am I making this up? But did you make a street corn? Dish with pimento cheese once. Am I making it? I think I'm making it. you making it. I dreaming, did, Java. I, you, you yeah, He's <laughs> dreaming or he's
4: hinting, but I did do um, uh, elotes at, when I was at Cultivation, we did a Cinco de Mayo and we had little miniature cobets, as we called it. We cut them into smaller portions, but we treated it like traditionally with the mayo and the lime and the cojita cheese and the 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 new mexico ground peppers and stuff
2: that's what i'm remembering i'm yeah. remembering yeah that. yeah i remember that
3: take us to the phones java we've got a bunch of yeah. calls yeah wow. we
2: do have a, a bunch of calls and i believe that book you were talking about enrica is masa um by jorge um gaviria uh techniques recipes and reflections yes. on yeah. a timeless staple yes all it's right. a beautiful book all right now let's go to the phones let's talk first with uh rebecca in fulton good morning rebecca
0: Good morning.
4: Good morning.
2: How are
0: y'all doing? Good. How are you? Doing great. I I had a question. Well, actually, two questions. I was looking at a Facebook post, um, um, from Carol and where for hostess Deep South Dining, and it's got uh, Dreamland Drive In. I mean, this is it, it's fairly a fairly old post from twenty twenty one. I was just trying to figure out where, since y'all were talking about barbecue,
3: I was just wondering where this place is. Well, Dreamland, the original Dreamland is in Tuscaloosa, mm-hmm. Alabama. And I didn't mm-hmm. know, I mean, they probably do have a drive-in, but it is a very famous um, barbecue place. Okay. So, so that's, um, yeah, that, that's all I know. I, I know that. I don't know if they franchised, or I've seen a couple of other, yeah, Dreamlands. So I, I don't, I don't know if they franch franchised out, or I mean, if the same owners own okay. the other ones I've seen. But it's worth going to Tuscaloosa to go to Dreamland. Mm-hmm.
0: Well, oh, the barbecue shine that the
3: the other caller mentioned is that in Jackson or where is I that? It's, it's in yeah, it's uh, I think it's uh, in in Jackson,
4: maybe on Lakeland Drive. I, she, I think she said Oakenton.
2: Oh, yeah, it's in Ridgeland, It's uh on Oakenton oh, oh, Road. Okay, okay. Yeah. It's in it's in Barbecue Shine seven zero four eight. Old Ken Road in Richland. All right. John. Yeah,
3: and okay. I just looked up I looked up Dreamland Drive-In, and it looks like there's a Dreamland Drive-In in Dollywood.
0: Mm. Well, well, wow, that. that's big time. <laughs> it didn't look anything like the other, and I was like, well. Yep, yeah. it says
3: Dollywood presents Dreamland Drive-In. Wow. So okay. there you go. Okay,
0: thank
3: you. Okay, thank you for listening.
2: Thank you for calling, Rebecca. Oh, All hail Dolly Parton. Dolly <laughs> She's pardon. always on it. She's she always on is. it. She is. All right, now let's stay on the phone, and let's go to Alice in Macomb this morning. Good morning, Alice. Good morning. Oh,
0: good morning, y'all. I'm just enjoying it. I forgot i was holding
2: on. <laughs> <laughs> thank you for
4: holding on.
0: <laughs> okay, I'm not going to hold you now. I thing about the week. Uh, I say your name best as I can, baby. Yes, ma'am.
4: Do you cater to one person as I'm too small off, I'm in the cone by you know i i am I'm a chef, and so I'm like, you know have knives, we'll travel and um I do intimate caterings and dinners, and i do food for people, so one person is not um too small of a of a a request to feel so to answer your question, yes, I do cater for one person. And I'm always looking for a reason to to travel, and I haven't been to Macomb, so that'll be a good opportunity.
0: All right, I would like to give you some information or however I can do it and
4: see if you ain't too tied up for Muslims, baby. Okay,
2: um... I think we. Well, I Alice, we'll with, yeah, Alice, we'll put you on hold yes, and let and our get um, the information. Get our from phone you. greeter. We appreciate you for. Thank um, you so much. Ms. Yeah, Alice. one um, and I know myself, um, Carol. Number of people here, at MPB will sing Enrica's praises, and hopefully, you'll be next on that list. Okay, so just hold on. Oh.
0: Okay.
2: Oh, man, we're making connections. Yeah, we are. (laughs) Now, let's stay on the phones, and let's go to Kathleen in Osaka this morning. Good morning, Kathleen.
0: Good morning. I've got a couple quick things I'm trying to make room for everybody else. One, I like tacos, and I was trying to do something a little vegetarian, but I like the spices a little. Mm -hmm. So I used uh, yellow squash, patty pan, and uh, green squash and chopped them up with Mm -hmm. onions, fresh tomatoes, it, cooked it a little bit, seasoned it to what I want, because mm-hmm. I can't get too much salt, and then did the, the tacos, like you said. And it turned out great. And everybody goes, you mean you ain't got no meat in there? <laughs> I'm going, no, ain't no meat in there, but it's it's tasty. But I got a quick tip. This is off the wall, but this goes back to Felder's little visit to your show. He always talks about Smilax. It's that big, thick wad of dopey uh, weed that grows... Like nails in it, and if you get next to it with a lawnmower, you curse it. Mm. Well, the tops of those he always has are edible. So I didn't have anything to do, <laughs> so I went to my woods, collected some, rinsed them, and then uh, margarine in the pan about a tablespoon, sautéed them, added a little bit of uh, white pepper, mm-hmm. a little a little kosher salt, mm-hmm. uh, a dash of soy sauce. And I put some poppy seeds in it. Mm. And I mean, I was going, gee, I'm good. <laughs> but if you ever have a picnic or if you're out in the woods camping, these guys, you know, oh, we forgot everything. <laughs> you can't eat them. I'm living to tell you about it. And they do, they do taste tasty. Kind of, not as strong as asparagus, uh-huh. but, you know, it's like a green. Mm-hmm. But I thought of all the odd stuff we have here and about the little food carts. Let me tell you, Enrique, you need to come with me to New Orleans one day. We had some that have been there for 50 to 100 years. Wow. Uh, we've, got the, we've got the fruit stand out by City Park. We had Manuel's tamales years ago. Oof. And then, of course, we had a lot of ladies after church on Sunday going, Calais? Anyone say Calais? Mm. And it's a rice cake. Yep. And they used to make their Sunday money so they could have it for the week. Wow. But anyway.
4: Thank okay, you for sharing
0: that. that. Well, if I can send you some coffee, I'm sure Carol will get it to you. Uh, indeed,
3: I will.
4: Thank you.
2: Thank I'll you, be Kathleen. Be we welcome. always always appreciate you calling in this morning. And woof, these phone lines are really hot this morning. They
4: are.
2: <laughs> so let's so, so let's keep things rolling and let's go to uh, Fletch in Ridgeland, home of Barbecue Shine. <laughs> Good morning, Fletch
1: morning y'all I, I think that place you're talking about is uh on the same block as uh, as Kroger but just a little bit north before you get to uh, rice road
4: okay
1: um the reason uh, the reason I called uh, chef is a couple questions uh one did, did the did the Tsa tell you that they thought your your um, bag spices look like uh, drugs or did they think you would use it to to like a pepper spray
4: uh use it as a as a as a I I think they just did not know what it was and it was just it was strange um I don't think they thought I was going to do anything malicious with it but I think it was because they weren't used to seeing curry sure. in a little <laughs> in a little uh vacuum pack um, they were, you know, like... What well, they this? just
3: didn't know what it is. Yeah, yeah, they just
4: didn't know what it was because it was golden in color. So, and but I had, like, you know, my chef stuff in my bag as well. And that was just something that I just happened to toss in there. So I don't think it was... Uh, they thought I was gonna you know, use it for anything malicious. It was just sure. a, you I know it, yeah, it was, was just a, a, a like what is what is what? it right. and why do you have it? And they're not used to seeing it. So that was that was the alarm. Like, we don't even know what this is. So I think that's what it yeah. was. Yeah.
1: The other question is any suggestions on reheating refrigerated tortillas, corn specifically?
4: Um, I do you have a gas stove? Yes, ma'am. I like to literally turn the flame on and throw it right on top and just flip it a couple of times. Um just to, and it gives it it toasts it a little bit and then it makes it pliable as well. I I don't like microwaving um fresh tortillas um because you know the difference between 2 seconds and 1 second can mean it's it can be nice and fluffy and soft and tender. Or like chewing on a piece of uh, cardboard. So I like to just, or either you can pop it in the oven the same way. Like just preheat your oven and just pop it right on the oven um, grate, and just let do it. Do you
3: spray it with water or sprinkle it so, or anything? So for
4: the corn tortilla, I do not. I don't. I just okay. I like put it directly on the flame and, and just, just pop it pop a couple it. of times. And the flour the same way. And it just it's something about. It just makes it soft, and whatever the na- the natural oils and the uh it comes out, so it doesn't make it oily, but it doesn't stick. But it will stick if you don't if you don't let it sit for a minute, and it'll release itself. Like if you put it on there, if you and don't
3: say a minute,
4: don't say yeah, not a minute, not an actual minute, but just like a, a second, a pop, a pop, yeah, and just and just heat it. I just like direct heat, like it, that just. To me, just kind of reinvigorates the tortilla. To so not yet. even
5: in the skillet, just yes. The, the, if
4: you have, of course, of course. But even if you do a skillet, preheat your skillet, and you can and but don't get it like you're trying to sear a steak or anything. You can just get it just hot, and then just put it in there and use your your hands, use the pads of your fingers to kind of like move it around, and you will feel it on your fingertips when it's. Warmed through properly, and then you can just take it out because it doesn't take long at all. Awesome, thank you. You're welcome.
2: Well, we appreciate you calling, Fletch, and um, enrica is giving a master class. You the are out of control, morning. Java. <laughs> <laughs> I love you, enrica So I have to. Oh, Java, you, uh, you
4: know, you know how I feel about you.
2: You're awesome. Now let's keep on the phone. Let's go to um, Mike and Hernando. Good morning, Mike. How you doing? Good morning, you
5: guys. I want to thank all of you for cracking me up this morning. Your guest is the first honest guest you've had on in a long time when she admitted pilfering peppers from a store.
4: <laughs> no, 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 no. So I, I, I paid for them. I just I just, I, just, I just, put them in my suitcase. But, yeah, I, oh, yes, 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 please, uh, oh Central, central Market, <laughs> I paid for all of the purchases of everything that I took out of the store. Just to clear that up. Oh yeah, I, oh yeah, I paid for them. I just really brought fun. them back to Jackson from Austin, and I just stuffed my suitcase. Yes, the police are outside looking for pilfered peppers. No, that's right, that's okay. You know. hey, can I? Oh no, we don't do that. No, 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 no. Now, can if I, it's, if it's a pepper patch, and you say, "Hey, you can pick some," you know, I will go and and, but only. With permission. I don't take anything without permission. So, yeah.
5: Okay, gotcha. Can I give you guys a quick tip about barbecue places? Sure. in DeSoto County in the little town of Nesbitt, which is on the north side of Hernando. Across Highway 51, the street goes right into, it's called Scotty's. It's a dinky place, and it's some of the food that will just melt in your mouth. It is unreal. Scotty's. Scotty's uh, in, in Nesbitt. Nesbitt.
3: Mississippi. Nesbitt is, that's Jerry Lee Lewis territory, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. His house is right over here. Bet. I bet he had it's some become... Scotty's barbecue. Oh, yeah.
2: It's some of the best you ever had. Scotty's in Nesbitt. Thanks for the hot tip. Appreciate your mic. And that's the thing is, they these these neighborhood, you know, local spots are scattered all across Mississippi. All eighty-two counties probably has a favorite barbecue spot. Now let's go to um, our last caller for the day, Edgar in Jackson. Good morning, Edgar. Good
5: morning. Good morning. Thank good morning.
3: You so for oh my call. goodness! It's Edgar Ro- Smith. It is Doctor Edgar Smith. Royalty. Hey, well, thank Edgar.
5: Thank you so very much. Hey, how are you guys doing? Good. You're having a great show, and I'm really enjoying it. Just in a short period of time, I have. Mm-hmm. Uh, first of all, I'd like to give a shout out to my favorite barbecue place that's run by a fellow Uh It's at the Fast Lane Valero on 5612 Old Kent Road. Right,
3: Valero. Fast um, Lane that's Valero. That's well, fast tell tell us, uh, put us in the geographic area. What is it near? It,
5: it's uh, it's you know, let's say it's not too far from uh, Godfrey's restaurant. Gotcha. In that area, you know, area, uh, you know there, there's a little uh, strip mall there where Godfrey's is. But before you get to that on Oak End Road, there's this Valero uh, gas station, and in that is this this small barbecue thing. And is, it Bobby- hmm? is it Jefferson's?
4: Is yeah, it Jefferson's?
5: Yes, Jefferson's. That's it.
4: Oh, yeah, I know, Jeffersons, yes, Mr. yes. 5612 O'Connor yes, Rose. Yes, Oh, yes.
5: He's a fellow mm-hmm. and, uh, and secondly, when you're talking about Mexican food, but got to mention hot tamales.
3: Oh, yeah.
5: You know, and I'm a real, I grew up in the Delta where mm-hmm. we had a lot of hot tamales and moved to Vicksburg and there was Sali's there, which is now the hot tamale place. Mm-hmm. And so we used to ship those hot tamales all over the place. And thirdly, when you were talking about buffalo fish, I remember as a kid, we didn't eat catfish because they said it was a bottom feeder. Mm-hmm. We ate buffalo, and you'd have to sit down with as someone said, with a half a loaf of white bread
4: mm-hmm. and buffalo.
3: So, Edgar, were the buffalo fish caught like in the Sunflower River and the Delta Rivers around there?
5: They probably were, but we didn't uh, do a lot of fishing. That was a, a guy would come around uh, in Hollandale on the gravel road on a wagon with selling fish. And we also had it in the in the cafes uh, down on Blue Front in Hollanddale So my folk didn't do a whole lot of fishing for buffalo, but we bought them buffalo sandwiches or buffalo fish from the fisherman. He'd have it on his ice, in because we didn't have refrigerators in those days. We had ice boxes. Yes, I'm ice an old boxes, man. Ice boxes.
3: Yes, yes. Yeah, you you uh, you are an old and very wise man, and one of my favorite, my favorite to glue in. thank you mm. thank you
5: my dear. thank you so much well, I really appreciate your show and i really enjoy it and how do you spell the the chef's name i I' you wrong to know her
4: oh um it's um e n r i k a Enrica, and my last name is Williams.
0: Okay.
3: Thank and you. And Edgar, so much. I've thank got so her much. I've got her on speed dial if you ever need <laughs> if you never ever need to call one eight hundred Enrica, just text me and I'll I'll get you all together. <laughs> okay, thank you so much, Carol. I really
2: enjoyed that. You guys have
5: a great show. Thank,
3: thank you, you so fun.
2: much man today has been fun it and has. I this is not
4: this is the least Monday is <laughs> Monday I, I
3: feel like yeah I feel like you know when the cat's away the mice will play <laughs> Malcolm could be out there listening
2: I know he I know he hates he missed today's show because yeah. this hour blew by it and I did. wish we had another 60 minutes
4: yeah
3: yeah we've got great. a lot of topics we we could have covered we'll if just we save them
4: yes
2: yeah we'll put them in the refrigerator and pull them out another day yeah or the Freezer. Or the freezer, or
3: dehydrate them. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> but thank you, Enrico, once again for thank joining you, us. Thank really, you really, Carol. really, really, thank you, and uh, Carol, as always. We did it again without Malcolm. We did
3: Malcolm. it again. Java, we're we have been doing this four years now.
2: I know, and it's and it's been fun. This all, month, all four of them, it's been fun. Yeah, it's
3: been a Deep great. Deep South
2: Dining is a production of Mississippi Public Broadcasting's MPB Think Radio, funded by generous contributions from listeners like you. For Carol Palmer, uh, Enrica Williams, I'm Java Chapman. Coming up next is now you're talking with Marshall Ramsey, Southern Remedy at eleven. Join us next Monday for more Deep South Dining You're on MPB.